The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. Hello, I'm Carrie Huckabee, Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. We have as our guest today, Shirley Brown Harrison, who is the Senior Instructor of Electromechanical, Electronic Systems, and Telecommunications at the Tennessee College of Applied Technology at Hohenwall. Shirley has over two decades of experience in industrial electronics, including being the first female industrial maintenance technician to work at Crossville Ceramics back in the early 2000s. Then she switched to teaching. She's been teaching full-time since 2006. Shirley, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me, Carrie. So let's start the conversation with giving us an overview of the telecommunication program at TCAT, how long it's been offered, and an overview of what you do. Sure. Um, We'll start with the mission of the program. Um, It is to prepare students for gainful employment in the telecommunications field by providing students with fundamental theories, principles, experiments, and real-world experiences in the telecommunications uh, industry. Uh, Students will learn through hands-on applications, utilizing trainers and real-world projects. Uh, In the first term, students will study several courses, including intro to telecommunications, copper and fiber optic based systems, um, and telephony. And in these courses, they can earn industry certifications from CTEC. Students will also study customer service, orientation and safety, and worker characteristics. Um, They will earn uh, a certification through their uh, safety and customer service as well. Um, We all understand how important those are on the job. Um, The second term concentrates uh, more on the computer side of things. Uh, It concentrates on hardware, software, Uh, such as Windows, Mac, Linux, storage, networking, system management, um, file management, all things that have to do uh, with uh, the computer side of the responsibilities of of a telecommunications technician. Um, And we utilize a system that uh, called test out and prepares them to take their CompTIA A plus certification. Um, The third and final term, students will study practical applications to include satellite fundamentals, smart technology systems, audio video, and security surveillance coupled with practical applications. And they also will earn, uh, can earn more certifications through CTEC, SBCA for satellite, and ETA for the STS certifications. There's a lot packed into that program, isn't there? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, it's it's a year long. Um, it's 12 months in length, uh, 1,296 contact hours, but it is very uh, fast-paced, uh, a lot going on. And But, but students, there's a lot of hands-on, and students generally, um, they, they absolutely love that side of things, the hands-on side. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, more fun to learn hands-on versus reading or lecture, I'm sure. Um, so I'm curious, where did your interest in telecommunications technology begin? Well, you know, uh, I, I've taught electromechanical um, for a long time, and, and um, I'm now teaching electronic systems, but I, I used to teach it, and then I kind of went more just electromechanical and then back. So there's a lot of overlap. Um, you know, between um, the programs and by overlap, I mean things that are in common. And um, before telecommunications, you know, I'd say my, my real passion was uh, in electromechanical with the industrial equipment and the auto, the automation, <clears throat> pardon me, the, the automated um, uh, computer side of things. And with that, there it's you know you're you're being trained to be a maintenance technician but you also have to understand um you know ip addresses and networking and sub net mask and um is this cable good um you know just all the things that even though it's it's industrial it's still computers and part of the telecommunications world so you know having kind of grown with computers um having grown with computers, you know, throughout my, my years of teaching, um, you know, I, I just, that's really where the interest stemmed. Um, just wanting to learn and understand more about those areas. Right. Because it's very foundational. You know, if you start with all of that, then there's so many directions that you go if you have a good understanding of, uh, you know, how all that works. How do you how do you get the word out about the telecommunication program? You know, how early do you get into the high schools to be able to to talk about the program or any of your TCAT options? You know, we um, we have a recruiter at TCAT. Um, we just hired another uh, recruiter, um, so we we've we're we're approaching it from that side of things i know we have some college fairs already scheduled at the high schools um so you know before this year dual enrollment was open for juniors and seniors only and so we certainly you know tried to target them to come to class and and hopefully, you know, when they come, they'll get exposed to, you know, the program and continue on after high school. Um, but uh, last year, or either earlier this year, um, legislation changed where we can actually dual enroll from ninth grade to 12th grade. So that's uh -huh. going to kind of change our strategy a little bit. Um, they can also um, that it up the funding because there was only so much grant funding available for dual enrollment so that's kind of changed our strategy a little bit um but um you know so we're constantly doing those things you know our, our recruiters are i'm you know trying to uh recruit all i can you know by word of mouth and and just example this this week our uh, lewis county CET, cte director uh miss trina weeks was uh on campus um uh, with our financial aid um, director and, you know, they invited me in to brainstorm some ideas about how to increase high school dual enrollment. And, um, you know, last year during, 
the height of the pandemic, um, I created a video. Um, yeah, I never really thought about it, but it, it was it, it made a lot of sense. My husband teaches uh, eighth grade social studies, and he said, you know, we can't have because of COVID, we have career day, and we cannot have people come into class. Could you make me a video? You know, highlighting your programs, and I said, sure. You know, so. I did that um, in the pandemic. We purchased all GoPros, all the instructors were. And so, you know, I went around and made some short video clips. And then our IT guy, he's, he's great to be able to put that all together and made a, you know, he wanted about 20 minutes lost, made a 20 minute recruiting video. And so I had that idea. I think, you know, I thought for a while we're just missing the boat um, to say, you know, per se, um with our high school students i mean and just with the public in general you know because we have the digital age right at our fingertips but i just felt like we weren't utilizing it as much as we should have so that was my suggestion to her and i explained to her you know what we did with the video and even shared it with her and she was all on board she's contacted me she's going to buy her people co-pros she's showing videos everywhere and then we are tasked <clears throat> excuse me at the TCATs in September I think our deadline is to make a recruiting video for the school um, not just for my programs so um, you know so we're, we're constantly doing stuff like that social media tours and that's what she said she said you know the tours are great we can bring students on campus but there's so much going on and, and we have such a limited time, you know, it's it's a much better captive audience with something like this. So I really think that's going to um, to pay a lot of dividends in the future. I think it's great that uh, you can go in uh, ninth grade now, because I think the sooner you can start presenting those options and those careers and um, get their interest, the better. And of course, I always love video. I, you know, in today's time, we tend to like video so much better than reading. And you do a good job on your social media. Uh, I follow you. So, um, uh, you know, I don't think there's any one way to get the word out. So mm -hmm. it's good that you're using all of those. We do hear in the news a lot today about educational cost and student loans and that there are, you know, other options out there versus, you know, whether it's academic or trade. Tell us a little bit about the cost of the telecommunications program. You said it's a 12-month, 1,296-hour program. Tell us about the cost and, if, and how the Tennessee pro Promise applies to that. Um, yes, the... Uh Total program cost is $5,615. Um, so breaking that down, that is uh, $4,008 uh, for a year of tuition and a little over $1,600 for uh, books and supplies. Um, so, so yes, the Tennessee Promise, uh, we are an eligible institution for the Tennessee Promise um, I do want to mention that because you had, you know, inquired about um, student loans and asking about did we offer those? We do not offer student loans. So the the TCAT system, the Tennessee College of Applied Technology in general, we do not offer student loans. Um, so most everyone that comes here uh, has some funding. There's very few that pay 
all out of pocket. Some might have to pay a little, but um, but but grant funding wise, um, uh, it's paid for. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I looked up uh, the Tennessee Promise eligibility requirements, and of course, um, you know, our graduating seniors of the class of 2023, they have a deadline. So, you know, in November 1st, like they have to apply for the Tennessee Promise Scholarship. Um, March 1st, they have to have applied for the, uh, the FAFSA, the free application for student financial aid. Um, they have to complete eight hours of community service uh, by a deadline. And then by the spring, you know, of next year, they have to enroll in uh, apply to enroll in a class. So that means, you know, basically they'll fill out the application online and get on the waiting list. So um, Pell Grants, that is federal money. And when they apply for, you know, the FAFSA, it basically looks at all their grant funding options. And so if a student um, qualifies for full pale, we would still call that the promise, but that would be uh, an amount of $6,895 a year. So we do have some students that do qualify for that based on their parents' income and that kind of thing. So if that's the case, this student would have $1,280 left. So they wow. would actually have school paid for and almost $1,300 left. Now that's all split over you know, three terms, it's, it's, it's divvied up, but, <clears throat> but, um, you know, they could actually, and I, and I mean, I have one in my class right now, he qualifies for full pale and gets money back, you know, so that's not uncommon, it just depends on their, their financial circumstances. Well, uh, it's always nice to have money left versus owing money, right? Oh, absolutely. And, th and they can use that money however they want to. They can use it for, you know, their living expenses, their gas, food, whatever. Um, so, you know, they can do that. Um, I also wanted to mention um, the Tennessee Reconnect. Um, that is for adults um, that are 23 and older. Um, and it is... Uh, it was $2,000 a year and then our part of the lottery scholarship, which is called the Water Nike Technical Skills Grant, <clears throat> is $2,000 a year. So, you know, I spoke to financial aid and they said between those two, if they're an adult student, uh, and basically they have not used those monies before, then they can get every bit of their tuition paid and they're pretty much, they'll just owe their books and supplies. And, and that's really the same for the Tennessee Promise. Even if they don't, if a student does not qualify for any other uh, aid above tuition, it it at least guarantees tuition is paid for incoming seniors. I think that's a really good point about the Tennessee Reconnect because we do talk a lot about getting in the high schools, but there are older students um, that are looking for new careers or want to do something different. And there is such a workforce uh, shortage right now in telecommunications that that's a you know, great opportunity to do something different if you're looking for a you know, new direction. Absolutely. So how many students have completed the telecommunications program? So since it started, it's a fairly new program. I went back and was thinking about this um, at 11 uh, completers. Um, 
and uh, of those 11, one changed career paths, and he will be starting in the EMT program in the fall, which is fine. You know, we have students come in, they're young. He was 17. He, you know, he didn't know what he wanted to do, and so he decided he wanted to switch programs, um, but he still earned enough credentials here that he's a completer. Um, one went to work. So, you know, looking at our numbers, 91, we have a 91% completion rate since we started and a 90% related, uh, went to work in the related field. Wow. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we typically, I mean, we, you know, we, um, our accreditation, um, agency, which is COE or the council on occupational education, um, you know, we, we're in the middle of our accreditation process right now, but every year we have to report to them 60, we have to have 60% of our students have to complete, and that is at least to a certificate or diploma level. 70% of those 60 have to go to work in a related field. Um, if they pursue additional education, that counts as that or goes to the military. So basically, you know, we don't keep our jobs if we're not putting people to work in the related field. So everything I'm doing is trying to train them um, to go to work in, in the telecom industry. Well, do you help students actually find jobs or do you find that our employers tend to reach out to you and say, do you have anybody qualified or ready to graduate? Um, you know, it's a little of both, but there's, there's not a shortage of people contacting me. Um, you know, they'll email me, they'll call, um, you know, I'll make contacts, um, like when we attended the Tennessee Broadband Association, I made contacts there. Um, you know, I saw an ad in the paper, um, this week, or my local paper. So I had a student that was working for that company. So I called him. Hey, you know, can I get the lowdown? What's going on there? And so, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways. Um, so there's never any, I guess what we say, there's never any guarantees mm-hmm. that there will be things available when your students graduate. But in today's time, you know, I'm, I'm still ramping up the program. So, you know, I'm not putting out, there's way more need than the students I have to put out. So that's where we have to come back on the front end and like we spoke about earlier, focus on recruiting and getting the word out, hey, you know, this is um, something you can do. And, and one thing I spoke to the CTE director about um, this week was they could actually, you know, high school students could actually come in and do those, you know, fiber and copper and some of the the first term, which those are all um, those are all industry recognized certifications that are on the approved uh, list uh, for the Tennessee Department of Education that will be paid for. I, I've lobbied and uh, pushed for those to be on that list, so they will pay for all of those supplies. And so they can not only get high school credit, get college credit, um, they will get certifications, and they could potentially just graduate high school and go to work in the telecom industry because they would already have the, the necessary skills. Yeah, great. So I think my next question was about some of the challenges that you face or you think about. And you've mentioned a few of those that finding students and recruiting and getting them into the program. Are there other things um, 
equipment, awareness, and we touched on awareness a little bit, but are there other things that challenge you with the program that um, you have, you know, problems you have to solve to keep things running? Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think there's, there's always challenges. Um, so one of the things I thought about with this question was, um, you know, we got contacted, I don't know, several months ago uh, by a company that was wanting us to um, partner with them to be the educational piece of an, a, a government-approved co-op. Um, and once I really got to looking at what they wanted, it was more um, tower climbing and wireless. And it, it's a little different slant, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. a different outcome than what we're doing now. Now, I understand that's a need um, for the telecom industry. But, you know, we had to come back and say, you know, that's just that's not what we're doing right now. You know, that's. You know, um, so that that that's we had to kind of say that's not what we're doing. So I don't know who's doing that, but that's not what we're specifically teaching. Um, so that's one thing I think about uh, as a hurdle. Um, you know, I think about just trying to make sure um, that I'm educated in the industry and know what equipment industry uh, is using. And so you know, we're working some things um, to try to purchase some of the expensive equipment like fusion splicers and OTDRs because we know fiber is is the big thing right now in telecom and it's not the only thing but it is probably um, you know the, the biggest uh, thing going on right now so just trying to make sure that they are as prepared as possible um, when they go out into industry. Yeah that makes sense. You, when you stepped into the role as uh, the instructor of the telecommunications program, you were, you know, probably thinking more about the immediate need. Uh, you know, the class needed a, an instructor. But now that you've been doing it a little while, um, where would you like to see the program three years from now or five years from now? I would like to see different um, options like I just spoke about, whether it be for um, this other path, um, you know, where we partner with someone and, and we know we're, we're taking care of the educational piece and they're getting on the job training for that. Uh, I think their word is an, an approved apprenticeship, I think is their, their term. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I would like to have more than one path because there's certainly going to be more than, you know, uh, and our students can go to multiple places and go to work. So I'm not saying that, but I guess it's just a totally different path. I'd like to have at least a couple, if not more, different paths that students can say, okay, you can choose A, B, or C. I would like to have uh, the program, I mean, just full and, and you know, kind of busting at the seams, as they say, and so much so that I would need to hire someone to help me run it because I know that's the need with all the money that I see coming down um, to ensure that we have, you know, high speed internet in the rural areas. We're going to need that many people in the telecom industry, I think. Yes, yes, I agree. You know, there's still a lot of work to be done 
connecting Tennesseans here and across the nation with broadband. And of course, when the networks get built, they have to be maintained. And, uh, you know, there is some troubleshooting and um, and customer service that's involved in that. So it's definitely a, an industry that is growing. And I understand what you're saying about the different direction because I was just talking to one of my board members this morning about another training program where they cover the OSHA 10, you know, the flag training for mm-hmm. out on right of ways, the CPR, the CDLs, you know, chainsaw training. So you've certainly got that outside mm-hmm. operational and then you've got that network side as well. So um, it's great that you're thinking about that and and uh, trying to figure out how to bring that together. I, I follow you, as I said, on social media, and you guys do a good job of, of that. And I see that enrollment is in full swing right now. How's that going for you for this upcoming term? Um, it's going great. Um, we're still um, still recruiting, still trying to get more. I have Think two in telecommunications, um, think two in electronics, and you know six or seven in electromechanical. So again, I'd really like to to ramp up the telecom side of things, and and we're just continuing to work on that. Um, uh, just it just it takes time, you know. Once you, but I, I'm a firm believer if you build it and you let everybody know what you built, they will come. Yeah, I think that middle part is really important. You can build it and you tell everyone about it. And I certainly hope our podcast here will help do that and help get the word out. Is there anything else, Shirley, you'd like to add uh, before we wrap up? Um, Yes, I would like to. There's a couple of main points here. And just to, for whoever's listening, just to understand kind of the environment of the classroom um, you know, our classrooms at TCATS, for the most part, are uh, what we call self-paced, competency-based. And so, while I do like to lockstep um, students as much as I can through some of these courses, it's sometimes it's just better that way. Um, the opportunity, you know, for the, the self-paced approach, um, you know, that is there. And what that does for students that want to, that are really motivated and want to push and work hard, they can finish early. So everything is laid out that you have a year of funding. We have estimated times, but it is possible that students could finish early and go to work. It is possible they could do the first term, which is four months and, you know, go to work. Some of these, these 11 that I told you, that's all they did. And they're still working for some of the fiber contractors um, to this day. Um, so it's really a, a, a person can come into the first term, you know, and say, that's all I want and leave. They can do second term. Okay, that's all I want and leave. Or third. I mean, they can do, uh, it, it's really unique in that way. Um, you know, in the classroom environment, um, as an instructor, I like to say I wear a lot of hats. You know, make sure all the necessary equipment is there. You know, I guide students um, through courses and projects and um, while at the same time allowing them enough freedom to navigate the process of learning and managing their time. Um, Because, you know, we really try to treat this. This is their job. They come here six hours a day, five days a week, so we're, we're 30 hours a week. 
and you know we treat it like they were going to into a job you know they they have responsibilities on their side as far as paperwork and keeping up with their things um that way and you know three things i like to just whichever program it is three things i like to accomplish um or I approach to accomplish this, I approach learning with three main objectives. Number one, teach fundamentals, teach them well, fundamentals, they don't change. Number two, help students develop their critical thinking skills. Um, and number three is just learn to learn, learn how to, just like this morning, you know, with our opportunities that we had, you know, you have to, you know, roll with the punches, as they say, and figure out how to um, just, accomplish the task at hand even though there's going to be obstacles um so while i do lecture um you know i do lockstep some it's also an adult environment where you know you know and, and students especially the ones coming out of high school for the first time they have their their destiny it, you know what they really want is somebody not telling them every step to do they have that in front of them and sometimes they take off and sometimes some struggle with it so i just like to you know just want to kind of throw that in um as to the classroom environment and management of it and um when i asked a couple of students yesterday some of my better students i said um you know when it says give an overview of what you do um i thought they had some great comments and i just wanted to share one student said that you know i am someone that educates teaches and informs students to the best of their ability to do said task by themselves or with little to no guidance another student said someone that presents information in a way that all students can learn provide all equipment and guidance throughout the program and help students develop troubleshooting skills and understand uh, complex networking systems with minimal guidance and the reason is not, I mean, it's not that uh, telling is not teaching. Teaching is helping best prepare students, um, like I said, as best I can to go out and go into the, the, the world uh, and, and be successful. And so we just have a work-life environment. Um, and, and so I just wanted to stress that um, uh, as, as a classroom environment and uh, um, you know, it's I've, I've got two right now that have, that graduated with associate's degrees, and they absolutely they're they're glad they got their degrees, but they really just wanted more hands on, and they're just so happy they came back to to TCAP. I love that telling is not teaching. So true. Um, and I had the opportunity to visit the campus last month, and I was really impressed with the program, the students. Um, the way they did work through their um, segments individually, and then they went to the next one. Um, you know, I was impressed with the equipment setup, but Shirley, I was more impressed with your knowledge and the passion that you show for that program and torch those students to ensure that they walk out of there prepared. So we really thank you for what you're doing in preparing those telecommunications workers because we're certainly going to need them. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate that. 
So my guest has been Shirley Brown Harrison, the Senior Instructor of Electromechanical, Electronic Systems, and Telecommunications at TCAT Hohenwall. And you've been listening to Lee Tennessee Radio, produced by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperative and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. <laughs>